of Divi Chat. Today we are talking about how to collect payments on your Divi website. And that's for you to do or for you to do that for your clients' websites as well. So um, before we dive into our topic, as always, let's meet our esteemed panel, uh, Mr. Jenkins. Hello, esteemed. I, I like that. Hmm. Steamy <laughs> or esteemed? Which esteemed. Is it? Oh, okay. well, esteemed, but you know, steamy, steamy, mm -hmm. as well. steamy, Corey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Corey Jenkins coming at you from the Prescott, Arizona area. You can find me at Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, and other places on the web. I might pop up. Very We're happy so to be glad here. to have you here. We've got the, yeah, I'm with the dads today. I'm with yeah. the sleepy dads, the, the sleep deprived dads. Corey has a baby. Tim has a newborn. Tim, tell us how you're feeling. I'm feeling tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing real good. Yeah. Corey, Corey has a baby and then two other kids. So yeah. I can't complain at this present moment. Um, Newborns so, are their own animal, though, of no sleeping. That's true. That's true. They haven't learned <laughs> yeah. how to sleep more than a few hours at a time. Um, yeah, Tim calls it t tired. I just call it feeling normal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Feeling yeah. normal. Haven't slept. <laughs> yeah, Corey hasn't slept in like, wait. Uh, Five your years. How old your oldest? Seven? <laughs> so, so, yeah, seven. Corey hasn't About slept seven years. Seven years. Um, and that's over. Uh, Tim Streifler here, uh, broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com, which is where my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials are, wpgears.com, where I have my Divi business expert course along with David Blackman, and then timstreifler.com, which is my client services business. So uh, great topic. I feel like this is something that we should have covered before but i don't think we ever have so excited to, to talk about this we keep it fresh we keep it or at fresh. least not in this way i know we've talked about e-commerce yeah. kind of in general but mm -hmm. uh, and my name is stephanie hudson as you may or may not know and i am representing focus wp where we do white label wordpress maintenance for busy agencies so we make you look like a rock star and uh, i also my website is focuswp.co but I also have an agency where I do client services and, and build websites for, for clients. And that um, agency is called Sweet Tea Marketing. My URL for that is enjoysweettea.com. And the reason I mentioned that today is because I'm kind of in a sweet tea mode because I'm here, for those of you who are watching, I'm in a different space than usual. I am at one of my client's offices actually because they're putting on a big live uh, virtual event tonight. And I had the opportunity to speak and do an interview and I built the website for some for the thing and everything so um it's a big sort of sweet tea victory along with this this client and that's all happening tonight so I came here to record so I could be with them for the the live viewing of the conference so that's what's nice. on my mind today awesome but, yeah is, is that is that a COVID bandana or is that like an everyday it mm -hmm. nice. no it's just it's my uh stagecoach robbing okay yeah bandana. that'll get yeah. that'll get in trouble where I grew up too in southern California <laughs> Oh, that's true because it is it is blue. Yeah, <laughs> fortunately, red isn't my color, so I don't really get into that kind of trouble. But the blue is a is a problem. So <laughs> anyway, so I thought um, when I was thinking about this topic, we can break it down kind of into two camps. I think of taking payments on a website as um, in two sort of different 
like areas. Like one is full blown e-commerce, and and maybe we'll let Tim in a second sort of define the difference. But yeah. full blown e-commerce versus like accepting a payment for a thing, which isn't necessarily yeah. not like an add to cart. So I don't know, Tim. Do you want to sort of dive into that? And yeah, and I think that's a really good uh, way to kind of break it off into the the two different sections. Um, cause yeah, taking payments online is something that, um, is now like fully, fully mainstream. Like if you look back to like when the internet was still kind of in the infancy, like people were freaked out about putting payment information online totally. and not to say that like it's, everything is fully secure now. Cause it's definitely not, but people are just so used to it cause they've been doing it so much. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, as Stephanie mentioned, there's full-blown e-commerce, which is an online store uh, where you have, you know, typically five or more products and you have a uh, shopping cart experience and you have a normal checkout experience. And we'll be talking about the solutions for that. And then you have um, kind of a a one-off situation where you need to accept a payment for something. As Stephanie mentioned, that could be for a a service. You know, you you send your client an invoice and you want them to pay it and they just go and they pay the, the one amount. There's not like an online shopping experience. It's really just like a transaction happening. Um, or, uh, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, for selling very basic things where you don't quite need a full-blown e-commerce, but you still want to sell something online in an e-commerce-like situation, but without having a full e-commerce store. So I think we'll kind of dive into uh, a few different options for each of those. And um, we're talking before the show, none of this is actually really Divi-specific. Um, however, all of it works with Divi. Uh, so just kind of throwing that disclaimer out there. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Oh. So I um I, I have a list of of my top things and I know you guys each have you guys do more selling on your own websites, I think, than than I do. You've used probably a few different um, platforms and things that I have, but I thought I'd just kick us right out of the gate with of course the nine hundred pound gorilla is WooCommerce, right? When you're talking WordPress, if you're not, you're you're looking at WooCommerce to get your full blown shopping cart experience and all of that set up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, throwing this little fun uh, statistic out there, WooCommerce powers thirty percent of all online stores. So not thirty percent of all WordPress online stores, just thirty percent of all online stores. Are you uh, serious? Huge I find yeah. that shocking. Yeah, that, that kind of goes along with the overall number of sites that are powered by WordPress, which is so, right. yeah. what, like 33% now. So I yeah. guess that, that's, that correlates pretty closely to the, you know, to the statistics. So, so if you yeah. have WooCommerce, I don't want to get too in the weeds about how to configure WooCommerce and products and things, but just having WooCommerce doesn't exactly answer the question of how do you accept payments, right? Because we still need the payment gateway. So there's the shopping cart, there's your store, there's all of these bits and pieces that are a part of WooCommerce. But when somebody wants to check out, how do they do it? And that's where the payment processors come into place. And this, we'll run into a little bit of overlap because some things like um, like Stripe, PayPal, um, even checks, depending on country you live in things like that direct bank transfers and all of those things can be payment processors i've used stripe and paypal 
that's pretty much my main, except for back in the day when you had to set up a merchant account. Do you remember that? Did you guys do that? Yeah. Uh, it was so terrifying. You'd have to literally yeah. set up a merchant account and like set up your, your payment processor through, um, uh, I'm wanting to say net. Authorized.net. Uh, authorized. Authorized. Yeah. Yeah. Authorized.net. And there was so many hoops jumped through. You had to connect to their bank and all this stuff. It was so scary. And uh, so I'm super glad that we have so many more options now. But um, yeah. so I've mainly used PayPal and Stripe with WooCommerce. What about you guys? Yeah. And let me really quick say kind of what the difference is between PayPal and Stripe versus a, a merchant account. So as Stephanie mentioned, like back in the day before Stripe and before like PayPal was either existed or really used as like a full-blown e-commerce payment acceptance gateway, um, you had to do a merchant account. I actually worked for a company um, that did uh, payment uh, systems, um, merchant accounts and that sort of thing. And so I'm pretty familiar with what that process looks like. And the big difference is when you have a merchant account, you as the business owner, you carry the risk. And so if there's fraud that happens, if your website gets hacked, if you're not PCI compliant, like all these different things, you carry all that risk as the business owner, which as a, as a new company that can be terrifying. And there's typically, uh, some ongoing, uh, like fees to, to keep the merchant account as well as the, the, the typical transaction fees. Usually the transaction fees are a little bit lower. You can get lower than, uh, depending on volume, um, depending on, uh, or, uh, compared to like PayPal and Stripe, but the downside is you're carrying all that risk yourself. And so, um, and then even at, once you have an merchant account, you still have to have a gateway, like Stephanie mentioned, going through authorized.net. And so then Stripe came along where uh, Stripe is like an aggregator, as they call it, which basically they're carrying the risk. And so you'll hear, hear people say like, oh, Stripe's holding back my payments or, uh, you know, they flagged me or they canceled my accounts. Well, it's because they're, they're carrying the risk. And so if they, uh, any of their, their triggers, their red flags are showing that you're a high risk company. Uh, customer, then they'll shut down your account because they're, they're the ones that are carrying that risk. They're the ones that's are going to be on the hook if something happens. And so, um, those are kind of the differences. And so these days it's like, because Stripe makes it so easy and it integrates with everything and the fees are actually like really good. Um, it's like, why not just use Stripe? So, yeah. Unless you had some kind of super custom enterprise system, like huge, huge volume where that dollar amount made it worth the yeah, and, and there's cost also like of development and everything. I mean, it would like take with authorized.net, you can also do like like phone payments and mm. uh, in store credit card payments and things like that, correct? Like, like yeah. you actually have like, you know, exactly. if you're running a storefront and it kind of all and, integrates together. And I actually have a client, they were an in person store with a bunch of different uh, locations. And so they were accepting payments. And so they already had a merchant account. And so they're like, oh, let's just keep that merchant account because they started selling stuff online too. And so I was forced to use authorized.net and it is so clunky compared to Stripe. Like yeah. it's been around forever. And I don't think they've updated their system <laughs> since they, they came out, you know, 20 years ago. Is, is, at least that's what it feels like. Cause Stripe is like, they're kind of branded it for developers by developers type of thing. And so everything is just like, so well designed and built and everything so yeah it's um it it is but it is for developers like it isn't 
the cart or it isn't the product, you know, it's the processor. So there are some pieces that have to be. So if you're going to do a full e-commerce setup, then obviously that then Stripe is it's just that piece of it. It's the payment processing. So there can be some confusion with like how all the different puzzle pieces put together, put put together, how they all put together, which is put and fit. So, um, so in addition to a big e-commerce solution like WooCommerce, what are some of the sort of uh, the other, the other bucket of things where it's like the one-off products or smaller things where it's not a super yeah, well, I also one of one of the larger um, I think e-commerce platforms that integrates with uh, with WordPress is Easy Digital Downloads, which yeah. I think Tim and I t- both use, use for our sites. Um, yeah, you know, WooCommerce, like if you're just selling digital products, can be a, a little clunky. They do have like the software licensing extensions and things like that. I think EDD is a little bit better pr- pricing, and it's made more for people selling software it's geared right for it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, and they're kind of the opposite. WooCommerce is, in essence, almost made firstly for selling physical products, and then there's extensions for some of the digital products and licensing and whatnot. EDD is the opposite. It's it's made for digital stuff, and then they have options where you can get extensions to sell physical stuff if if you want. Yeah. Um, as far as like integrations both go and pl- and payment processors that integrate, they're they're about the same. Um, we use both PayPal and uh, Stripe for our payment processors, um, and people can people can choose. We we do get a lot of uh, people buying our products that want to use PayPal. They have a PayPal balance, maybe that's how they get paid, and they want to they want to use mm-hmm. that. Um, and then we also we also do have Stripe. Um, one because there are certain areas of the world where people still have a lot of problems with uh, with PayPal, and then we have that secondary option to use credit cards. Uh, we actually have a better rate through uh, through PayPal than we do Stripe because we've negotiated volume discounts and and things like that. So we were able to get That's that cool. down. But typically, I, I think Stripe is lower on the transactional fees. Now, when you yeah, start talking about PayPal versus Stripe, there are some other things that I've experienced too, which is, well, not directly, but I've heard lots of things, is that it's way easier for clients to get chargebacks on PayPal, like PayPal almost always sides with the customer. No? Opposite. I, I, yeah, I have so, good luck with them both, but you just have to have your terms, you know, written really flip? well. Yeah, you had it. Flip. So here's the difference with PayPal, because people are signing into their PayPal account and they can connect their credit card or they can check out as a guest, but it's all going through PayPal system, which means it's going through PayPal's um uh, dispute resolution center. So when someone disputes something and they go through PayPal, PayPal's dispute team is very fair. And so as, as Corey mentioned, as long as your terms are clear and like you have a good track record. So like, you know, if you're doing a ton of transactions, but you have very, very little people filing disputes, then like, I, I think I've, the disputes I've had with through PayPal, it's like 99% of them I've won. Cause it's like, it's very fair, you know, people that are trying to, you know, get something for Scam, free or, yeah. or whatnot. It's like very evident. Um, but with Stripe, if someone, cause Stripe, they're not signing into Stripe. And so Stripe is basically, uh, it actually has nothing to do with Stripe as if it's the fact that someone is going through their credit card to issue a chargeback and Stripe basically just relays it and says, Hey, we got a chargeback for this transaction. Here's what you can do. Here's some tips we have, and you know, here's how to submit evidence, but Stripe, 
they're not the ones actually making any decisions. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, the it's the bank. bank. Yeah. Bank and the customer's bank company. almost always sides with their customer. So like I yeah. said, Stripe is great if you have chargebacks and PayPal is terrible. Yeah, I, I I mean, probably if I added it, added them up and did a percentage, I have had some better luck with PayPal chargebacks. But if if your terms and conditions are there and you have like your, you know, your, your documentation lined up and everything that you need to submit, you learn what you need to submit and in what format, uh, you know, I, I have a pretty good percentage of, of Stripe chargebacks that, you know, that we actually end up, end up winning. Yeah. I guess I don't, I guess I don't, I didn't know because I don't, I don't get any chargebacks. Well, and that's what I was about to say is, <laughs> is it's kind of a necessary I, I try thing. to have like happy customers, you know, you guys <laughs> look into it. It's just something that happens <laughs> with online business. It's like I know. It, for physical business, uh, uh, like retail companies and stuff, like they have a certain amount of like uh, waste or spoilage. I forgot what they call it, or theft, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, it's yeah. factored into their budget that like there's going to be shoplifting with digital products and uh, online business. Like you're going to have an, a certain amount of people that are going to do chargebacks and rip you off and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It just kind of comes with the territory. But as Corey mentioned, if you kind of have everything lined up well, like you can get in the routine of, of being able to win those so yeah yeah we, we probably do about like 40 to f- like 50 transactions a day um so i i think if we looked at it the you know the chargebacks and things like that are, are pretty low but yeah but yeah it, it does add up over time um okay yeah, so we've talked about woocommerce easy digital downloads what's next oh, sorry, on your list sorry Corey touched on this but i want to reemphasize it again he mentioned uh, that for their business, they, they have PayPal and Stripe and same for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it, like starting out, my initial thought was like, oh, having one payment processor, simplifying everything. But like, mm-hmm. that's the wrong approach, especially when you have, when you're selling products uh, nationally or internationally, mm-hmm. like people are going to have different experiences and, and trust levels with like PayPal, for example, some people, they see PayPal and they're like, PayPal equals trust. I don't know who this business is, but I know PayPal. Therefore, I, like, I feel okay with this transaction. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, Oh, I hate PayPal. It's such a pain. It's clunky. Right. Like, so it's like, don't just choose one, w- at least when you have an e-commerce store, like give your user options. And so by having traditional credit cards through Stripe or another processor, as well as PayPal, like, people are going to be able to choose what they're comfortable with. And I don't know about Corey, but on my store, it's like, it's pretty even like 50, 50 in terms of, uh, that's interesting process through PayPal and Stripe. Yeah. We're, we're a little higher on, on PayPal, but yeah. And it also goes to like not putting all of your eggs in, in one basket because yeah. weird, weird things do happen, right? There could be like some fraud or something happen where your PayPal account gets shut down or your Stripe account is suspended. And then all of a sudden you're depending on that one thing and maybe you lose like a couple of days worth of sales because of that, because uh, you're not set up. Um, we've never had that happen. I've heard of it happening in different instances. So it, it's good to it's good to have multiple options, not only for your internal totally. use, but but also for your customers. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, as far as payment processors go, there's there's quite a few other options that integrate into the some of the major e-commerce WordPress platforms. I mean, like Square and and. Uh, you know, some of those smaller, smaller uh, payment processing platforms uh, are, are available within WooCommerce and EDD. There's probably a pretty big list of them. Uh, 
speaking of all of uh, something you guys said a little bit ago reminded me of another sort of option or platform. And that is, uh, oh, I think it was Tim, when you were talking about that store that started, that went online and that's integrating someone's point of sale system, which I have also done. And that is sort of a tweener between uh, the two camps that we're talking about now, because it kind of is a full blown cart setup, but it's, you really aren't doing it. It's sort of jumps to another platform to do the oh, checkout right. and everything. So yeah. this is where, um, like I've done this for breweries or if it's a store or something like that, where they have inventory. So if somebody buys this widget, it has to come off of the, so it has to all come through the same exact system, the same computer system so that they can track what's available to sell online and everything. So if someone buys it in the store, it comes off the inventory, you know, same thing. Right, and that's yeah. very difficult to do manually, especially if you've got more than one location to have somebody like every time they sell something, go in and remove it. Like that's just completely yeah. ridiculous. That wouldn't yeah. never work and, unless you only had like a couple products, but so that's yeah, another and, option. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, PayPal's PayPal's real easy to integrate and set up like, Generally, if you do want it to like, you know, go to PayPal and do the processing, um, we prefer doing stuff like in context, which means even with PayPal, it, it just pops up like a little modal, it processes and it, you never actually like leave your website to go to PayPal and, and back. I think you can do that with like PayPal Pro and Express. Um, Stripe's very much yeah. in, con in context, but it's always been, been my kind of rule of thumb to like, just leave people on your website. Keep them there. Don't, don't take them off your website for a payment. It makes it more seamless and stuff, you know? Right. I agree and, completely. And on that note too, I'm glad you brought that up, Corey, because uh, even though it's keeping the user on the site, the transaction is not actually hitting your server. It's what they call, I think it's pass-through is the term, where it's basically, it's going to Stripe or it's going to PayPal. And that credit card data is not hitting your server ever, which is... So then you don't, you don't have to worry about being what they call PCI compliant is it's completely passing all of that transaction uh, processing over to PayPal or Stripe. And so you're completely like not on the hook for that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You still want an SSL certificate and stuff like that. But um, like, for example, like I don't store credit card data at all. Like I, I stored like the least amount of things as possible. It's like first name, last name, and like emails, like the only thing I store. And so it's like, if, if for some reason there's a data breach, it's I'm not leaking credit card data and all this sensitive information. So that's the beauty of yeah. using these, these systems like PayPal and Stripe. Is it completely Yeah. But, but like ED, EDD does have that API based system to where people can through your website, change their like credit card information, but it's still not stored actually. Right, exactly. Yeah, SSL still is still very important um, in, in that case because uh, they are still filling it out like on your site, you know. So there does need to be some encryption, but it's not correct. Stored. Yeah, but yeah, because customers will say like, "Hey, like, uh, like remove my credit card." And it's like I don't have your credit card. <laughs> it's like I see it right here. It's like, well, it's stored with Stripe. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's you, you, you see side. the last four digits or whatever it is. Yeah, um, I, I think I think the only thing major, I mean, that that I can think of besides like the WooCommerce and the EDDs are um, are something that would you know be more for like donations, which give WPs a big one. And once again, mm -hmm. that's kind of the same. It's in reality just another kind of e-commerce platform that integrates with Stripe and PayPal. But you know, to me, you have you have your shopping, um, you have you have just the regular payments you take. Like we have a page where if we do have some client work, they can go to like this page on our website and pay the invoice. 
and that's done with like gravity forms uh, and Stripe. Um, but then also, you know, the donations factor, uh, which, which like gives a huge company They're they have a lot yeah. of big nonprofits and things like that. So it's not really like they're selling stuff per se. It's, it's more like donations, but it, it's the same concept for the most part. Mm -hmm. Those uh, can be similar to some products. So they can also be recurring, which is a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. If it's a subscription to something or like a recurring donation or something like that, that's another thing that can be kind of the same with all of that. Uh, Gravity Forms is one that I was going to jump to next anyway. So perfect that you mentioned it. Um, that's one that you can integrate with their add-ons. You can integrate. Uh, Eric Dingler just uh, joined us a little bit ago and he said in the chat here that um, he was just working on this today. And I asked him what platform he's using Gravity Forms and a PayPal integration and Stripe on another. So I'm not sure what was nice. Stripe, but um, so yes, yeah, so you could set I, I up. I actually just talked to Eric uh, like a couple hours ago. So long oh, time no to way. see Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, using Gravity Forms to set up payments can be super handy because you can use so much conditional logic and you can add so many different things in there to get to tally things and get to the end uh, yeah. that has the, the total and all that. Yeah, I'm a huge Gravity Forms fan as well used gravity forms for setting up payment forms and stuff. Um, it is worth noting though, that pretty much all of the premium form plugins have, uh, the ability to accept payments and they, they'll have the add-ons for the, the payment integration, such as PayPal and Stripe and other gateways. Um, so if you're already using, you know, Ninja forms, for example, pretty sure you yeah. can do that. Um, Probably. and then on that note, if, if maybe you don't want to invest in, in gravity forms at the moment, cause it is a premium plugin and to get the payment, I think you have to get like the highest tier. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, there's a free form plugin from WPMU dev called forminator, which is great. I've used it and you can, it has, um, it's completely free and it includes, uh, I think Stripe and PayPal. I know for sure Stripe, uh, which is included for free to be able to accept payments. So it's like, you can hit the ground running, start accepting payments, like completely for free, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. That's a really good tip. Did you guys write that one down? That was a keeper. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, write it down, but Another, um, <laughs> thing you can do, like one of the easiest things to do is if you go into PayPal, set up a product, if you want to sell a one-off thing, set up a product, get the button. You can just grab the code for the button and pop it right on your site. And someone can yeah, click that it, button and it opens the window and they can purchase something yeah, right there. Yeah. You see a lot of like uh, nonprofits using that just to accept like single one-time donations and, and stuff, you know, like make mm -hmm. a $5 donation, a $10 donation. It's when you start buy me getting a cup of those, coffee, those kind of things. That buy me a do cup of coffee. Like a blog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you start getting into some of the more dynamic type stuff, like recurring donations and, yeah. and things like that, you do have to maybe look towards another platform that, that handles that. So for those things, I use Stripe. So on my agency site for, um, for my, like for selling care plans and things, I have products set up in Stripe and then I use a program to link it to my web. Because again, Stripe is just processing. So even though you set your products up in there, it doesn't really, that's not where people go. So that's just your accounting kind of. And so um, uh, you, I've used WP Simple Pay, which is like 99 bucks a year. So you have to figure out if that's, you know, how much you're going to make on the products you're selling. But for me, it's worth it. You, you 
put that plug in on your site and then you can generate buttons that will open. You can configure the little, if it's a little modal that pops up, like Corey was talking about before, if it takes you to another page and you can put your colors on it and stuff. It's not a hundred percent customizable. I wish it was more so, but, um, but it's decent and you can do that with just anything. And then you can just use as many of those buttons as you need anywhere on your site. So you can just control it with Divi. You just create the content that explains it. Then you just put the button that says sign up you know, and then, then it opens up and they, and it adds them to a subscription on, for those type of plans. You can do one-off stuff too, but it's really nice. Cause not everything, you know, to get subscription with like WooCommerce and things like that is a, is another whole expensive add-on. And then you yeah, still have yeah. to integrate it with the subscriptions on your processor. And it's just a more complicated thing. So that's something that I've done that worked really well. And Stripe is coming out with some new stuff. Like they are enhancing. The last up, big update that came through, I thought they were going to replace WP Simple Pay for me. I thought they were going to have like functionality that would do that. And I don't think it's quite there yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, they get there. Yeah, I can definitely see them moving that direction. It makes sense. Yeah, it would um, be smart for them too. Yeah, uh, another thing I didn't really think of, but a lot of the... Uh, CRM invoicing type programs also integrate with the major processors. And that's kind of an mm -hmm. easy way using like FreshBooks or I don't know what the other yeah. ones are, Basecamp and things like that. Send an invoice, click on a link, and then your FreshBooks is linked to your Stripe account, which is linked to your bank account. And I, I know that's a lot of not exactly that. taking a payment from your Divi site, but <laughs> yeah. it no, is and, very and that's... closely related. And that's yeah. actually what I use because I've used it forever uh, and using FreshBooks, as Corey mentioned. Um, and uh, you can integrate both PayPal and Stripe and, and let the client choose, or you can just have one. Um, and Stephanie's right. It's not on your Divi site. And if I were to start over today, setting that up for, for client stuff, I, I would probably do a more elegant solution that's kind of built into my site. But it's like, I've just been using that forever and it works. Um I forgot the point I was trying to make, but, but yeah, thanks for bringing <laughs> I'm sure that. I'm sure it was point. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't tie in, but I mean, for the Divi designers and their, their workflow, I guess it. Yeah, for sure. Ties in. I'm just giving you crap. You're fine. So <laughs> another one that is, um, it's a, it's another third party service, but I do integrate this right onto my site. You can do it either way is with my booking software. A lot of people use Calendly or Calendly. I don't know. What is it? If we had Sarah here. She'd probably say it some other way completely, but, uh, that I, I have, um, I use a couple of them. I have a book like a boss lifetime deal that I got on AppSumo a while back. Cause as those who know me know I'm addicted to AppSumo, but um, it has, you can have products in there. So I do a, a strategy session and I have the price built in and I, you can send them directly to your book like a boss page, but I would never do that. I just embed the booking widget on my site, on a page on my site. They fill it out put in their credit card information, schedule it, pay for it all in one thing. And then it uh, redirects them to another, you know, to the thank you page and, and sends me the emails and we're good to go. So that's been, that's something that I just recently started using and it's been awesome. Nice. It, Love it. Yeah. Thanks. I, thanks I, I just, I just sent you a link to prove you wrong, Stephanie. What? Oh, you can do a gravity forms. Add on to, with <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's ways those like you know can integrate Cha into websites and things. I love I just it. Had to prove you wrong. Yeah, good. Yeah, integration. I accept it. That's I've been wrong a... like ten times already, and this episode's only half. I, I, I I'm I'm wrong all the time. So, 
Do you guys ever feel integration is just kind of one of those buzzwords? It's like you can integrate this that integrates with this that integrates with this and you can tie it all together and just have this super automated integration, zappier synergy, 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 (laughs) synergistically (laughs) integrated together API integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to add a few zaps in the middle there. It makes it easy, right? Yeah, zaps on zaps on zaps. <laughs> <laughs> Zap, zapping your zaps. People yeah, out there are like, what the heck are they talking about? Right <laughs> so are we, everyone. <laughs> so we're also wondering. Uh, someone mentioned oh. it earlier in the chat, um, taking payments through like Facebook or uh, I forgot. I, I think was it was, I forgot the other one they mentioned there, but um, the other yeah, one was Google. Like, yeah, Google. Um, you can take payments through iOS. Are you getting iOS. a fax right now, Corey? No, I was turning on my air conditioner. Oh, I you know, it's like a modem. Because like... it's getting steamy. It's uh, it's you see how that like in my office I have an air conditioner in there. So. Yeah, I said it was uh, steamy here today. Like, my office is like off the house, so I have to have like a separate like heating and cooling mechanism. You know? Yeah, mechanisms. Mechanism. Sorry, Tim. And, and no, heating and cooling in- integration. Yeah, integrates together. <laughs> integrate it to integrate your office to your house. Is it a um, a one way integration or two way? <laughs> it's two way because you gotta have the tube going out the window. Circulates. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, taking payments <laughs> through like other other things. Uh, I want to say offline. It's not actually offline, but like off your Off-site. your website. Offsite. Yeah, like I had I had someone who who said, "Hey, I really want to buy." Your your all access pass at Divi Life. Um, do you accept Venmo? He's like, I, was, I just got yeah. paid by a client on Venmo, <laughs> and so I was like, sure. Never had anyone ask that before. So he Venmoed <laughs> me money, and then I I sent him a link for you know a hundred percent off coupon code. But um, but yeah, I've also had clients pay me through Venmo as well, and I've paid uh, like we paid we did a, 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 a photography session um, with our good friend who's our photographer and she and we paid her through venmo and so venmo is another great way to like easily send money back and uh, forth venmo cash app uh messenger you can, i've sent money on facebook messenger uh snapchat uh they all do it now they all send money you can send with apple pay if somebody has an iphone you can just iphone to iphone send money i mean those are all more to yeah. me those are like personal payments right they they mainly are but i, I think nothing I weird the point i'm trying to make nothing... is I think like like having kind of a default way. So if you're selling client websites, you have like, this is how you accept payments from clients. Or if you're selling this, you know, you do it this way, but also like, I think there's value in being flexible and someone saying, Hey, can I pay you this way? And being like, why not? You know, like rather than being super rigid and saying, no, you have to go through my website and do this. Yeah. I I think for you, well, yeah, you being, you know, kind of like a sole proprietor, sole owner for us, there'd be like, accounting things to jump through because you know david and myself are both owners and oh right that just reminded me of a funny story though so on venmo there's also like a social aspect to it you can like pay somebody money and then like make a comment about what you're paying them so tim we've gone on business trips and things so we've kind of venmoed each other he's on my venmo but he has a buddy like i don't know if they go to lunch or whatever but when he pays him he makes something funny up like i looked at tim's venmo and it was like justin bieber tickets or like all these funny things (laughs) That his friend yeah. was saying he was paying him for. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun to do that because like why they have a social aspect is, I don't know, it's beyond me. It's completely pointless, but just like yeah. making up stuff like, like yeah. violin lessons when you're uh-huh. like, you're paying for you know, tacos. <laughs> yeah. 
I do like and, that. And, and then you have to explain it to your accountant later, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You put it in there. Or, or your uh, spouse when it says like uh, strippers and cigars or something. <laughs> I, I, I know Tim passes on the cigars. I'm not sure about the other one. <laughs> well, at least oh he's got gosh. his priorities straight. If we go, <laughs> since we're already off the rails, there's another angle of payments that, that this made me think of, which isn't really related to this, but also how you send money. And I was thinking of it with um, like staff contractors, especially things like that. Um, what did he, what did, uh, Carlos said that his boss pays him through PayPal, Zoom, X-O-O-M. Well, his Carlos's boss. boss is me. I know. That's why it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, X-O-O-M, Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom. Uh, it's owned Ex-Zoom. by PayPal. Exum, uh, like what you do with a dead body? Yeah. Exum? <laughs> no? Yeah. No, is just, that just it? Like is that. it exhum? Just like exhum that. the body. X O O M. Yeah, X O O M, owned by PayPal. Great for sending international. I've never heard payments. of it. We um, use. Uh, Eric just mentioned Payoneer. I and use that as well. What's the other one? Transferwise is the other one that has really good. Yeah, yeah, we use Transferwise for all of our out-of-country employees. And that's uh, I, for the most I part. I was getting. I was getting a little underwater with it all because people, you know, I was working with, you know how it is. We work with people all over the world, like literally everywhere. And this one wanted payment in this way and that one. And I can't send, like I do e-checks a lot to my staff because it's, I, I send it to them in an email. There's no fees. It costs like a nickel for the check and it comes in their email. They can immediately deposit it. So that just works great. But people in other countries can't take American checks. Like they don't understand what checks are. <laughs> like Christian Van Hoff is always like, I mean, you Americans in your checks, like, which it does baffle the mind a little bit that that is still a thing. But, uh, yeah. but so yeah, I it's can... so, and this person wanted to pay it on this platform and that one. And every time I was like working with a new contractor, I had to go and set up a whole account on there and link my bank account and get verified. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm done. However many I've set up now, this is how many I have. And this is how I'm going to pay you. <laughs> like I'm paying here. So I get to pick. So, that goes to like Corey's point before of like, it depends on your infrastructure. Cause like it was, it was bogging me down and w- like giving me stress and taking way too much time and effort. And it's like, I, plus how do you, I can't keep track of all that. Like I'm not that organized. I can't. Yeah. Ugh. Being the first of the month today is payday. And so I was, yeah. I have like all, I basically, I think three different platforms to pay my team, PayPal, uh, Zoom, uh, Payoneer, and I think that's, that's it. That was yeah. Free. But it's like some countries are accepted in other countries and others are not. And so it's mm-hmm. sometimes you, yeah, you just have to, when you have an international yeah. team. And what, yeah, um, once you can just do- document it, figure it out. But it's kind of like that with accepting payments too. You know, like y- there are tons of all these options, but you don't have to use them all. Like it's nice to have a couple options. I agree. I was thinking yeah, about sure. one of the yeah, reasons there's... to have, like you guys were saying, like to have PayPal and the others. Another one that I think and maybe I'm out there on this. In addition to the trust factor of either loving or hating PayPal, because people are usually one or the other extreme. Right, totally. Uh, like when you're shopping on your phone and you don't want to go find a credit card or type in all the numbers or something like that, but you can just log into your PayPal account like with your face. That's another one that I think is a convenience factor that I think is sort of a newer reason to have multiple payments. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I have my credit card saved in my Apple keychain. Um, 
so I could pay with my face yeah. as well. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Pay with your pay, face. Pay with my face. face. Oh man, I, I'm, Eric. Getting, I'm getting too old and ugly. I can't pay with my face anymore. <laughs> you used to be able to in my younger days. Faces writing checks that your bank account can't pass. <laughs> Pretty much. You yeah, know what Eric... I want to try? Oh, sorry. This is super random, but Corey Jenkins' doppelganger is Keegan Lanier. Uh, great yeah. guy. Looks a lot like Corey. And Facebook thinks that Corey's keegan and vice versa there was a picture of Corey and, and Corey's wife mandy and it's like do you want to tag uh, keegan? <laughs> keegan's hanging out with my wife what's going on <laughs> i want it i want to i want you guys to be together and and see if your face id works on his phone and, and vice versa yeah that'd be interesting i mean yeah oh, it's hey, me and him the, are uh, friends. the facebook algorithm yeah especially with the beard yeah that's really funny yeah and, and if he's up. wearing a backwards hat and i wear a backwards hat a lot of times um, I, I mean, it fooled trend, Facebook's so. yeah, facial recognition, which is pretty, That's pretty advanced. Repe- repeatedly, like different photos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a one-time yeah. thing. <laughs> Do they have the same fingerprint, too? Yes. I yeah. thought so. We'll go with the yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Eric is totally working the system, and I love this. So Eric, like, he forces them to use Payoneer. He says that he's choosing that. But then he pays the processing fee, which is nice. Because you can choose when you pay with these systems who pays the processing fee, the giver or the receiver. And so he pays the 3% processing fee, but then he pays off, he pays Payoneer with his Capital One card, gets 5% cash back. So he's still turning a profit on the on the processing fees. I like that. Fees. That is amazing. Eric, I love Eric, that, Eric is a smart man, I got to say. He is. He's working the system. <laughs> Yeah, he's one smart businessman. That's for sure. I love that. Carlos yeah, is gunning. Carlos is gunning for a raise, Tim. He is kissing your butt in the chat so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Pablo, Pablo, step, step it up, Pablo, step it up. I'm just no, got it. Where's our? Oh, he said he was having uh, internet problems. Internet Pablo's problems, having internet yeah. problems today. Otherwise, some of these, these emojis for Tim, all these hard emojis would not be cutting it. Yeah, yeah. Carlos is like Tim's like hype man. I like it. I know, he is. <laughs> yeah, I he's might need he's a very him. loyal, very hardworking employee. We'll see yeah, how loyal he's he is. Awesome. Carlos. <laughs> 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 hey, speaking of Pablo being a little out of commission, uh, don't forget to smash that like button, you guys. He hasn't had a chance. And if you're listening uh, he, to this... He said it, he said it. I know, but he usually says it several times. I'm just backing okay. him up. And uh, if you're listening live, please do uh, hit a like button, subscribe, and give us some comments. Let us know what else you'd like to hear. Tell us what you're using for, to pay to collect payments on your site. Yeah, um, Tim, I, I was trying to think, um, and, and this is geared towards like WordPress products, uh, creators, and sellers. Was it, was it, is it Freemius? Mm-hmm. The handles like like the payments and all the software licensing and stuff. So I think like if if there is anybody out there, and we see it a lot of times like in the Facebook groups, and um, I think we've even had the question asked here before. Like I want to start selling. I made a plugin. I want to start selling it. I'm making child themes. I, I want to start selling them. Freemius is another good option uh, for people who don't want to deal with uh, the maintenance. Uh, you know, like the the maintenance of like the updates and the updater code and, and things like that. Um, I, I, I don't, I think the rates are like a little bit higher, but it's a more kind of like all inclusive, like hands-off type platform. Right. Yeah. And I think it's especially good for those that are going the freemium model. And I think that's where their name comes from freemius. 
where you have a free plugin in the WordPress repository, and then you want an upgrade to a premium version, they basically like you drop in their code and it like does the whole upgrade path from the free to the premium and they handle the transaction. But yeah, I think they take like 7% of sales. Like for Well, and, and that's after you hit, like uh, initially it starts off at 27%. I remember the guy saying, and then you work what? after like you do like $5,000 in total sales, then you can work down to the 7%. Premium, more so like they, expensive VM. Yeah, they're like really front load the money. And then once you start selling more and you're you're there, then you get it lowered down to like seven. Oh. So, but it's, it, you know, if you're getting started a, and, and, it just and you don't want to stress out off there. of it, get you out there. Yeah. But Especially if you're nothing. not a web developer, like if you made something that wasn't, like you weren't, that wasn't your thing, then like to set up a website with e-commerce yeah. or whatever. Well, hopefully if you're not a web developer, you're not making plugins and stuff, but. Uh, well, is it just for plugins? I was reading. Like plugins and, and themes <laughs> and themes and stuff, but I, I'd be scared of I'm a theme. I'm really on a roll it... today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's a question for you product sellers that do run uh, ads on social. Do you, either of you ever sell on social media? Do you sell your products? Again, that's not taken from your website, but it's connected to your business. Do you, do you um, sell like on Instagram ads where you could just click and buy? I mean, I've, I've done ads on both Instagram and Facebook, but it always goes back to my site because um, being digital software, there's subscriptions that have to be set up and synced with mm. the system. There's license keys and that has to all be connected to easy digital downloads and stuff. And so... Um, there might be some way to integrate there, it. There, there's extensions. There's those like extensions, right? For is there? I know. I think so. Um, I think so or, or some way. Platforms to like it. Shopify, in particular, makes it super dead simple to sell on mm. social. But uh, but I I remember sort of reading something about it being easier on um, with Word with WordPress now as well. But I haven't. I haven't really explored it. Same kind of reason. Most of my stuff is I would yeah. just get somebody back to my site first before I would need to. I, I think, I think what I might've been thinking of is like, maybe, maybe it's sort of like pixel your site or something, Tim, or you like, isn't there a way to like automatically integrate your shop with Instagram oh, and WooCommerce or something like that? Yeah. Or? I think you can basically pull your product feed into there and run dynamic yeah. ads. That's what um, I'm thinking. But it still goes back to your site for the transaction. Yeah. It basically yeah, will automate for WooCommerce. Like yeah. Having DDD. Okay. Yeah. We, we really don't advertise at all um, on on Facebook or we, we don't do a lot of paid ads and stuff right now. Um, so I, I've never done it. We haven't really considered doing it, but um, I, I can see it working well for a lot of companies. I, I don't know. I mean, our, our, our type of company doesn't translate really well into like, um, Instagram, you know, yeah, like I, I don't know. To me, it seems like T-shirt sales and things like right. that really well on there. But um, I don't know about like, software. I, I'd buy an Aspen Grove T-shirt like that. Well, we might put some T-shirts on there. Good, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so um, we're we're winding down on the hour, and I want to have a little time for some final thoughts at the end. But a uh, couple things to keep in mind, also with all of this. One is security, of course. We did touch on it a little bit, but no matter what what you're doing with all of this, you want to make sure that you have your SSL certificates, your privacy policy, your terms and conditions. You know, like these guys said, they're get, if you get a chargeback, like when they have all these unhappy customers, but thank goodness 
they have their uh, terms and conditions in place and things like that. So are there other um, caveats? That, the one other thing I would think too is whatever you think, especially with a full e-commerce setup, whatever you think you should charge somebody to do it, double it. Because like if you're setting up a cart and products and like variations and all this stuff, it is super time consuming and very detailed and complicated. Yeah. yeah. And then you get done with all the functionality and configuring and then you're like, it still looks like garbage. So then you have to go mm-hmm. and do the styling. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely double, maybe even triple it depending on right. uh, your experience. So I will do, I have little packages where if you want e-commerce, it costs X amount of dollars. Like if you want the full cart experience and all that. And that includes like five products or depending on the level of the client or like 10 five, products. Five products with a hundred variations, right? Five, like, no, no, I limit. Or like, I'll say like 10 products, including very like 10 variations, basically, whatever it is. Like I'll limit it hardcore and I'll give them a training video, how to add their own products. And if they want to hire me to do more, then that's fine. But like, I, I learned that the hard way as we learn so many painful, important lessons. But yeah, I had a client that had, um, there was over a hundred products and it was like each one had between 20 and like 45 variations and they were all thumbnails too. So it wasn't just a color and it was, it was insane. It was insane. And I lost so much money on that project and wanted to just kill myself. So I'm sorry. That was such a yeah. sad story. I, I, that's why you're going to gonna have a VA do it or something. No, I had hired people to do it too. Cause I couldn't do all of it. And it was just, but th- anybody who you talk to who has done some e-commerce has a horror story, right? Like everybody, if you've done it for your client, for a client, there's always stuff that you oh, learn yeah. the hard way. And that's, that was my lesson. Like, yeah. Control like, oops, how many products oops, I forgot to mention. I have, this many products, but then each has a hundred variations and then they right. Like those variations will kill yeah. you like a hundred products. You can build that in. But once you realize there's all that, uh, it's like, it's so time consuming. And so, um, that was, that was the one thing that I wanted to say, like as a final thought, like make sure you're charging enough. How about you guys? Yeah. Um, these two are tired. You guys aren't even laughing at my jokes today. Come on. <laughs> I, I, like I, just, I just got back from like a from like a four day like trip with some buddies and it was like constant go 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 so i'm yeah i'm kind of like, worn out on, on top drive. of the normal stuff <laughs> yeah 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 I, I would say my final thought is don't be intimidated by uh accepting payments on your website um uh the the tools that we described make it super easy not to say as stephanie mentioned that it's not a lot of work because when you're doing a full-blown e-commerce it is, is a lot of work and even if you are accepting payments through something more basic like a form plugin there is steps involved and you need to charge for it for it's for a client but um it's not i would say there's a lot of work but it's not rocket science um yeah. like the there's so many good tools that have evolved uh greatly over the the last you know however many years. And so, um, yeah, so it's not as hard as you may think. Um, it's not rocket surgery, you guys. It's not rocket surgery. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) there's a Jim Gaffigan bit. He's a comedian. It talks about how, uh, (laughs) like today, 
with with brain surgeons it's like uh-huh. you can't a brain surgeon can never come home or never talk and be like well it wasn't brain surgery because it's always brain surgery <laughs> um, he goes, what is actually, what's that he what he says after he goes what like because he's like oh it's not brain surgery it's not you know it goes like up the chain of it and then he says well, yeah. what do brain surgeons say it's not like it's talking to women <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny my wife uh well, she's on maternity leave now, but uh, worked for a a brain surgeon, and so um, oh, yeah, she fun. lived she lived it in in brain surgery. So she was a first assist nurse practitioner. So she was actually in Whoa. brain surgery. She wasn't the actual surgeon, but she was there. That's cool. All right, uh, Corey, did you do your final thought? I didn't. I don't know if I have an exact have final one. thought. I mean, you know, some of my things that depending depending on what you're doing make sure you have like your terms and conditions your privacy statement set up because that stuff is important from a legal standpoint if you're collecting money online um, that people you know agree, agree and consent to your terms and your your privacy statement and and things like that um yeah i don't know i mean there's a thousand things you need to do to kind of, kind of cover yourself i don't not to scare people away but obviously i've seen a few people mention like security if you have like a pay, like if you're running PayPal and you have an extension for like, uh, you know, for WooCommerce or EDD, you, your site can actually get hacked and somebody could change like your email address that the payments go to. And you can like, you know, have payments going there without even noticing it for a while. So security is super important when you're doing e-commerce on your site. And also um, WordPress maintenance, of course. WordPress maintenance, like people can get in through a backdoor on a, on a plugin. So call Stephanie, she'll maintain mm-hmm. all of your all of your wordpress sites mm-hmm. and um <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i have an exact um that's okay that was good that was a good i, I could i could like i could probably ramble on for a couple hours on a thousand other things i'm sure but yeah what one final thing what would you say would be the determining factor between setting up a full-blown cart uh or integrating just standalone payment buttons how would you determine what would be your line in the sand where you're like, no, no, we got to go to a full cart. I would say, uh, hmm. I'd say like t- total number of products. And if, if there are variations, um, you know, I mean, if you're just selling like five, let's say like bumper stickers or something like that, they're really, you know, you could have a different button for each thing, but if you're like, you want a small bumper sticker or like a medium and you have all these variations shipping, you know, there's all kinds of like shipping, is shipping no taxes, things like that, that just like standard payment buttons don't really um, handle payment buttons to me are good for like donations or, you know, a one-off payment for, you know, something that might not have too complex of like, you know, a shipping process or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's not just one, one thing as Corey mentioned, there's kind of different things like, so number of products also like, uh, like, do you want to have a shopping experience where people can click around and go and then add multiple products and stuff like that? Like, or is it just like, here's a single order form and you want this one, you want this one, boom, done. And then another thing is like, do your customers need a way to be able to log in and see past purchases? Um, you know, you're going to need to do recurring stuff like that. Like, yes, you can technically do recurring with some of the more simple options, but like, do you want them to be able to go and cancel the recurring on their own easily? Mm -hmm. So, so there's a lot of things. And if you're at the point where you're like, well, I want to, uh, something simple now, but like it may grow into 
having some of those more complex options with my account area and, and stuff like that, well, then you might as well like put the effort in now because not for one button. Not for one button. Well, not for one button, but I'm saying like <laughs> if you're doing like a gravity form situation with an order yeah. form and like later yeah. down the road, you could see yourself having a full-blown e-commerce, you might as well do it now because migrating like your, none of your customer data would be in WooCommerce and right. it's insane. So <laughs> we, we, we've I, all dealt with that, right, Tim? Yeah. yeah. You guys WooCommerce all to as well as me. And... Yeah. Went from WooCommerce to EDD and it is, it is not fun. <laughs> I think yeah. I would say if you want someone like as a baseline if you're talking about like a low number of products anyway like you've got like less than 10 things you're selling whatever services or products and you would want people to be able to buy more than one at a time that would be sort of my little rule of thumb thing because otherwise with, you could just add to cart you know and then you can buy them all but or with gravity go, forms like, click and buy click and buy but like with gravity forms payment forms oh, you with can do quantity forms that's true yeah and, and that's no i didn't mean quantity well. i meant like different items oh Multiple right items. yeah but I mean, yeah, still they, with gravity forms, you can do a payment form with multiple items. Technically, but but that's the thing is there's not just one thing. Yeah. No, you're not wrong though because it's 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 just kind of yeah. Like, yeah, none I of mean, these if, fit every situation. That was right, kind of exactly. just my like. In my if, head, if you're doing multiple, stuff. if you're doing multiple items and have like maybe some variations or anything like that, I mean, I I'd, I'd go ahead and just start with a WooCommerce or EDD depending on what you're selling. Yeah. Right, gravity it, forms is is great, you know, for selling single products. Um, but yeah, I don't really see a need to, to not use like a WooCommerce. I mean, even like a Stripe extension is going to cost you like maybe $70 a year or something like that. Um, yeah. And PayPal is free on, on WooCommerce, right? So uh, I think Stripe is free yeah. on WooCommerce now too. Is it now? Okay. It, it so yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. All right, Use guys. It. Well, now you have no excuse. Go forth and collect some money. Go make some money on your website mm -hmm. instead of sending an invoice or making calls or billing and doing all this other stuff. Just get people to come to your site and click buy now. Spend money. And then if you want to send us some for all the awesome tips. Sure. Yeah. Feel we'll free take, to do that. Yeah. We should really put a, we should put a link in here to buy us coffee. Yeah. Buy us some coffee or, or beer Yeah, or cigars for Tim. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There, no there's, strippers, a, there's a story though, behind that. We won't get yeah. into but I, I want to know if someone has ever used something like gravity forms, um, to do a full-blown order form for a custom website uh and had a full-on like e-commerce experience yeah. they, they do have website. like a demo of like build a pizza and buy a pizza so yeah i'd be curious to see that like being used in real life you know because it can be done yeah. add olives and different things and mm -hmm. yeah. right like okay i want forms okay check i want this i want that i want this i want that and it just like combines all these things together you have to like completely productize every like small Element. part of your yeah. web design service. I'm not saying anyone should do that. I'm just curious if anyone <laughs> has. So, somebody, somebody do it just to, just just to, to entertain them. us. Yeah. yeah. For fun. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Don't forget to, uh, again, hit the like button and rate us. Uh, go to ratethispodcast.com slash chat and it'll pop up with whatever apps you have installed where you're listening. And... Anything else? Am I forgetting any other housekeeping? I think that's it. We'll see you next week with a, another awesome topic that we hope you guys will enjoy. See you later. Take care. Adios.